Thank you, Brother Bruce. It's a real privilege for me to be with you here tonight. And uh, it's been a while since I've been here. Don't get up this far this often. But uh, I'm sure thankful to be here with you tonight. I will be glad to uh, answer any questions you have after the message. Uh, Brother Bruce uh, said, I, I want to preach. And uh, I trust the Lord will bless his word to each and every one of us tonight. How we need the Holy Spirit to take the things of Christ and show them to us. How we need to see him. Uh, We are in this world and we're full of troubles and sin and doubt and fears. Weakness in the flesh. But we need to keep our eyes, keep our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep our eyes on Him, the author and finisher of our faith. A believer in this world is a new creature. A believer in this world is a new creature created in Christ Jesus. And uh, we still have this struggle in the flesh. And part of this struggle in the flesh is envy, strife, jealousy, divisions. And in the letter to the church at Corinth, the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians, if you will, open your Bibles there with me. And I'm just going to go through a few verses Uh, skimming what the Apostle Paul is saying. I'm not going to go through all the verses. My text is found in verse 30. But the Apostle Paul is saying to the church at Corinth, he said, I hear that there's some divisions among you. I hear there's some divisions among you. And here's what the divisions uh, amount to. Some of you are saying, I'm of Paul. Some of you are saying I'm of Apollos, and some of you are saying I'm of Cephas, and some are saying I'm of Christ. And the Apostle Paul says this, Christ is not divided. Christ is not divided for us to say that I'm of Paul and I'm of... Each minister of the gospel, each messenger that God sends has the same message. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. We all, uh, those that, that are sent of God do not preach themselves. They preach Christ Jesus and ourselves, your servants, your servants. We're just your your servants. But we preach Christ Jesus. And he said, uh, the Apostle Paul said, I don't, I didn't come baptizing. The the Lord didn't send me to baptize, or that is to bring a a following after myself. It didn't send me to to build an empire. Or you you see these... uh, Evangelists nowadays, everybody talks about them. And if they have a billboard on the side of the road, their name is really big. And if they even mention the Lord Jesus Christ, which is, they're not preaching the real uh, Jesus Christ anyway. But if they do have the word Jesus on there, it's a little bitty words on the side. But the Apostle Paul said, the Lord didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. That is my purpose is to preach the good news, the glad tidings 
the testimony of God concerning his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. What has God done? And then he says, the word of the cross. He talks about what the word of the cross is. That is, what is God saying? When he hung his son on the cross, what does God say? And we have, I preached a message recently entitled, The Word of the Cross, and where we see uh, the necessity of the redemption, the necessity of the atonement, that God is holy, that God is just, that God is merciful. The message of the cross. What is Christ saying in the cross of Jesus Christ? And he says, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them that perish, but to us that believe it is the power of God. And then he says there in, in verse, uh, I'm going to start in verse 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. What that means is that no man by his natural ability can stumble upon the knowledge of God. No man by merely reading the scriptures in his natural intellectual capacity can discover God. God is spirit. God is what can you know about God? What can you know about God? What can I know about the true and living God? God is spirit. You can know nothing about God except God first reveals it to you. And in the wisdom of God, the world, in all its wisdom, cannot find God. Uh, man in all his wisdom is sending rockets and spaceships into the earth, into the space, to try to find the origin of creation, the origin of the, of the universe. <laughs> They're not going to find it. It's fine right here. Don't go over there. It's right here. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. But men are blind to that. Man, by his wisdom, cannot find out God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching, what men call foolishness. Men say, well, why do you keep going there? Keep hearing the same message. Keep hearing the same. It's just foolishness. You know, they want to have something new all the time. they got ears that are itching. They want to have something new. Why do you keep hearing this foolishness? Not foolish to you. You who believe it's the wisdom of God. And it's the power of God. It's the, it's the message by which God saved your eternal soul. It's, by, it's the message by where God gave you life and faith. The evidence of that life. It says here, <clears throat> for uh, where... Uh, for that in the wisdom of God, uh, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God that by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jew requires sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. We preach the person of the Lord Jesus Christ and his work. Who he is and what he did. 
where he is right now. Christ crucified. Unto the Jews, a stumbling block. And unto the Greeks, foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Greeks, Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than man, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. For we see your, your calling, brethren. Ye see your calling, brethren. How that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen. Yea, the things which are not, to bring to naught the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Now here's where my text, here's my, here's my, my subject. But of God. But of God. What the Holy Spirit is telling us by the Apostle Paul. Believers, we have this sin nature and we would glory in men. Glory in men. I like the way this man presents the gospel. I like the way I like to hear that man. Listen, what we ought to be hearing is the word of the cross. Whoever speaks it. Whoever speaks it. The Apostle Paul, he was not, uh, the, the, he said that when I've come to you in person, they say, oh, he's, his speech is, is uh, he doesn't speak very well. <laughs> I don't know what, his, what the difficulty was, but it was not easy to live. He was powerful in writing, but not in speaking. Apollos evidently was an order. Easy to listen to. But it's not who we are listening to, but what is the message this man is bringing? Is he speaking the word of God? Is he speaking the word of the cross? That's what we ought to be listening to. That's what we ought to be listening for. God give us the grace to look beyond the vessel and, and look the water. The water's what we want. You know, you could have brought this out in a plastic cup. It would have been just as fine. When I'm thirsty, I want the water. I don't care about what it looks like outside. Now, if I start fussing about the glass, I'm not really thirsty. You know? You start fussing about what kind of glass you're giving it to me, I'm really not thirsty. But he says here that no flesh should glory in his presence. God has determined that no flesh should glory in his presence. No, not the person hearing we know that we do not give ourselves ears to hear. We do not give ourselves life. It's a miracle that we believe. And no, not the person preaching is going to get the glory. He's not going to be able to say, well, I, I really did preach a good message that time. People are going to be, that's, no. No man is going to glory in his presence. But here's, uh, this is. I'm going to use this example, and I've used it before, and, and uh, it, I'm going to use this uh, this pulpit here as an example. You could use any a table. You could use a pulpit. I'm going to use this pulpit. We have different boards in this pulpit that are assembled, ensembled, uh, and they're held together by nails and glue. It's uh, been sanded, and finished, and it looks pretty. And over here we have a hammer, we have saw, 
We have a planer. We have instruments. And this is going to sound ridiculous to you. But let's suppose the table could talk. Imagine that the table could talk. And this part of the table says, I'm of the saw. And this part of the table says, well, I'm of the sander. And this part of the table says, no, I'm of the hammer. What do you think? That's that's silly. That's that's silly. Who gets the glory in the in this pulpit? The builder. Isn't that so? The carpenter that put it together. The one who chose the wood, the one who formed the wood, the one who put it in the place where it's at, held it in place, he's the one that gets the glory. As as silly as that sounds, as excuse me, as stupid as that sounds, is as silly and as dumb as a believer glorying in a man. And here's the emphasis it says that no flesh should glory in his presence, but of him. There's the but. That's what it's talking about. But of him are you in Christ Jesus. You didn't believe the gospel because you heard it of a great preacher, of a great orator. You didn't grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ because you heard the gospel expounded by Paulus. You're not established by hearing Peter. It's God who does this. It's God who does. Of Him are you in Christ Jesus. He's the one that puts you in the body. He's the one that chose you before the foundation of the world and gave you to Christ and made Christ to you wisdom. He is made unto us just like we were given to Christ. We were united to Him. We are united to Christ. Just like we were given to Christ, Christ is made to His people wisdom. The Lord said that uh, a stranger's voice they will not follow. Another they will not follow. My sheep hear my voice. And they will not hear the voice of a stranger. Why not? Why not? They say, yeah, use the same words. Do they not? They say Jesus. They say Christ. They talk about the blood. But is it the same Jesus? It is a false Jesus. It is a false Christ. Why is it that you're not following you who know the Lord, who believe the testimony of God, why is it that you're not following in that? Why? Because Christ has made unto you wisdom. Wisdom to know the true God, the true and living God. Christ has made unto us wisdom. Wisdom to know the true and living God. It's like a, the Holy Spirit is given to His people. Now, uh, the reason we believe, the reason a person believes, uh, is not because uh, the natural man uh, gets excited and gets to moving and makes a decision, and then after he makes a decision, the Holy Spirit comes into him. That's not what the Scriptures reveal. You believe because God has given you life. A new, a new creation. And that new creation is Christ in you. Christ, Christ reveals Himself. He, he causes His people to be born from above. He causes His people to be born from above. And that 
Holy Spirit in a, in a, in one of His children causes them to understand that's the truth. When you hear it, that's the truth. That's the truth. It's uh, in in First John chapter two. It is that unction from on high, the unction from the Spirit that God's people believe, uh, receive, so that they do not follow another. The anointing which ye have received of Him abideth in you. Verse twenty-seven. It's like a tuning fork. You know what a tuning fork does? A tuning fork responds to a frequency. You get that tuning fork on the on the string and and it responds to a certain frequency. It vibrates. Uh, well, when the Holy Spirit is in a person, it responds to the truth. It responds to the truth. That's the truth. The, the Holy Spirit is given, Lord Jesus Christ says, when the Holy Spirit comes, He will guide you to all truth. He will guide you to all truth. He won't... Uh, I'm going to have to read that too in John chapter 16. When the Holy Spirit comes, He will guide you to all truth. looks real different in my English Bible. It's on the wrong side of the page. God, excuse me. Uh, When the Holy Spirit comes, uh, He shall glorify me, for He shall receive of mine and shall show it to you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and show it unto you. A little while and you shall not see me, and again a little while and you shall see me, because I go to the Father. The Holy Spirit takes the things of Christ and shows it to us, convinces us, convinces his people of uh, sin and of righteousness and of judgment. I'm fixing to get to that, so if you want to hold that text right there. But uh, go back to Corinthians. Christ is made unto us wisdom wisdom to know the true and living god to know that jesus christ is the true and living god it says in first uh, john chapter 5 uh and, and verse 20 uh, and we know that the son of god has come and has given us understanding that we may know that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. Even the son, his son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. To know God is eternal life. And this is what he's saying of him. It's not because you heard it from a preacher. It's because God put you in Christ before the foundation of the world in election. And because God put you in Christ, gave you to Christ, then when the gospel comes to you, in other words, the Holy Spirit is not doing something other than what God the Father did in eternity. Those who God the Father chose, the Son redeemed, and the Holy Spirit is calling. 
through the preaching of the gospel. And uh, that is the wisdom to know the true God, to know Jesus Christ, to know the way that we are saved. Wisdom to know the way by which we may come to God. Uh, man in his wisdom thinks that he can come to God by works. From the very beginning, man has tried to come to God by his own works. When Cain uh, and Abel brought their sacrifice to God, they both believed that there was a God. They knew that. They both believed that they must offer a sacrifice. They, do, they knew that. But one believed God. Abel. Cain didn't believe God. Why? Christ was made unto him wisdom. They both heard the same message from the same Father in the beginning of time, the beginning of the world, and one believed God and one of them didn't. One came in his own wisdom, his own understanding. And he tried to present to God what he would do. That's the, that's the message of work. So it's the wisdom to know the true and living God. We have no knowledge of God apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. Thomas said, my Lord and my God. And the only God we're going to see in heaven is the Lord Jesus Christ. Wisdom to know God. Wisdom to know the way to God. Wisdom to know ourselves. Christ has made and does wisdom to know that in our, ourselves dwells no good thing. We, we are convinced. We are convinced that there's nothing in us that we could bring before God. But notice in our text again, of God, of God, not of Paul, not of Paulus, not of Cephas, of God are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made and does wisdom. And wisdom also to know righteousness. Wisdom to know that in Christ Jesus we are righteous. The only true righteousness that exists is the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ, when... The Son of God came to the world. He established righteousness. He obeyed God's holy law. Fulfilled the law in every jot and tittle. We understand what jot and tittle is. In Spanish, there are little squigglies that go on top of a letter, accents. And uh, these little jot and tittles change the sense, the meaning of a word. You know, they could have the same letters, but if you put a little accent on it, it, gives, it means something totally different. Well, the law of God is not only that which is the, the letter, but the law of God is spiritual. The law of God is spiritual. And the Lord Jesus Christ obeyed the law in thought and deed. He obeyed, honored God. He did always those things that pleased the Father. The Father said of the Lord Jesus Christ, This is my beloved Son. In whom I'm well pleased. That is the only righteousness. I will speak of thy righteousness and thine alone. Thine only. The Lord Jesus Christ. He established righteousness. And here's what the, the wisdom of this world is. The wisdom of this world is the religious world who goes about to establish their own righteousness. And are not, uh, are not, uh, 
read it. The Apostle Paul says, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge, for they are ignorant of the of God's righteousness, and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Jesus Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. So Christ has made unto us righteousness. He is our righteousness. The Holy Spirit has convinced us of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. We're convinced that the only righteousness that exists is the Lord Jesus. The Apostle Paul said this, I don't want to be found in my own righteousness. The Apostle Paul said that. I don't want to be found in my own righteousness. I don't want to be found in my best prayer. I don't want to be found in my best message, my best preaching. I don't want to be found in anything that I do. I want to be found in the obedience to righteousness which the Lord Jesus Christ established here on the earth. That is the righteousness that Christ has made unto us. Righteousness. He is the Lord our righteousness. Jehovah Sidgenu. So why would we go why would we glory in man? Why would we glory in man? Jesus Christ, God has made unto us Christ be wisdom. Our righteousness. Wisdom to know that in Christ I'm as holy as holy can be. Holy as God. In the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, He is made, He is sanctified. He is with one offering. Not only did He establish righteousness, but when He died on the cross, He put away the sins of His people. By one offering, He made perfect forever them that are sanctified. By one offering, He put away the sins of His people. His people do not have sin. Now, we know that we're convinced and we say in our flesh dwelleth no good thing. Woe is me. Woe is me. Who shall deliver me of this body of death? But before God, God's people have no sin. We're convinced that He is our sanctification. He has made us holy, unblameable, unreprovable in His sight. And the wisdom to know Christ has made and does wisdom to know that he, has, he is our redemption. He is our redemption. He has made, he has paid the price. Now, uh, if in this world we only we have hope, we're most mis, mis, dig, dignos de miseria. <laughs> we're the most uh, miserable. That's what I, we're the most miserable. But, uh, brethren, our hope is not in this world. Our hope is not in a Jesus that is on the cross. The Lord Jesus Christ redeemed his people, raised from the dead, has satisfied God's justice, and now he's sitting on the throne. He is risen, a glorified body. And just as he uh, rose from the grave, as the head of his church, everyone, we know, we know. We're not hoping, we're not hoping that we'll, uh, you know, we'll see when we die, and see if we're going to, this is a real thing right now. This is a real thing right now. We're not waiting to die to close our eyes to find out if we have an interest in Christ. 
We know right now why God has made into us wisdom. God has made into us wisdom. And uh, according to redemption, not only has He redeemed our, our soul, our, our spirit, but our body. One day He's coming again. And He's going to call all His people to Himself. And we're going to be raised in a glorified, resurrected body like that of His own. That according as it is written, He that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. So, you see, this is the message that uh, I want to us to see. How silly it is to glory in men. The, the ability that men have, God gave them that ability. Uh, a hammer is a hammer. The hammer cannot glory in that it's a hammer. The saw is a saw. It cannot glory in that it's a saw. The maker made it that way. You see what I'm saying? How silly it is for one to glory in that which is made to be that. <laughs> I don't know if I'm speaking English now. But uh, that is according as it is written, he that glorieth, the person who rejoices, the person that boasts, let him boast in the Lord. Let him boast in God who chose him. Let him boast in the Lord who Jesus Christ who redeemed him. Let him boast in the Holy Spirit who re, uh, regenerated him. God the Father. That's what it says in, in Ephesians. This would this would dovetail real well with Ephesians chapter 1, wouldn't it? Uh, to the praise and the glory of his grace. I pray this is a blessing to you. Yes. Father. We're so thankful for your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and what you've made him to be for your people, the wisdom to know you, righteousness, sanctification, redemption, all things that you require, all things that you have provided. In Christ Jesus, your people are complete. Father, cause us to always look to him, and not look to look to ourselves or to other men, but keep our eyes on your Son. Thank you for this time that you've given us together. Pray that you would bless your word, accomplish your will, bring honor and glory to your name, and the salvation of your people. Cause us to be used for the honor and glory, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.